Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How is everyone doing on this bright, sunshiny day? I'm doing good. I actually went for an hour walk today, and I'm so proud of myself. My legs and feet are sore, and I still gotta go to my job later and stand on my feet in one spot for the course of eight hours. Oh, my feet are gonna be dead tomorrow. Well, guess what? Today, I am going to be covering Season 3, Episode 2, entitled Survival of the Fittest. High School's a new ball game for Rick. <clears throat> this episode on IMDb has a rating of 7.8 out of 10, based on 20 ratings. We get the reappearance of Freddy Lippincottleman. It's been a bit. The last episode we saw him in, I think, was season two, episode 15, when that was Derek's final episode. So we get a couple guys here. They sound like they could be, you know, seniors or most likely maybe jocks or something that are going to hassle Ricky and maybe Alfonso. So we'll look for Randy, played by Byron Thames, and Cliff. That's such a jock. Played by Chad Cowgill. This episode was directed by Jack Shea, writers David W. Duklin, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, written by Jim Giagon, Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, and Martin Cohen. Let's see. No trivia. This episode aired on September 23rd, 1984. All right, so if you're new listening to the podcast, thank you. I hope you're enjoying listening to past episodes. If you would like to reach out to the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow along and find out about upcoming episodes, you can go to Facebook at Together We're Going to Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast, or on Instagram at Silver Spoons Pod. On Twitter, it's Punky Power PB Podcast slash Silver Spoons Podcast. So, because Silver Spoons shares space with the Punky Brewster Podcast, where I've covered all four seasons of that show. And if you listened to the exciting announcement podcast episode, mini podcast episode I did recently, you will know if you're a Punky Brewster fan, or you probably saw it on the internet. Punky Brewster is getting a sequel with Soleil Moonfry reprising her role as Punky Brewster. I am so jazzed, never thought it would happen, but I always try to keep an open mind on those things. So I am looking forward to covering that when it comes out. Who knows? This might go well. Maybe they'll call up uh, Rick Schroeder and Joel Higgins and Aaron Gray and Alfonso. Say, hey, you want to come back for, like, um, 
a, a reunion special or something like I think that would be fun. I mean, there's another thing. It might not happen, but then again, I didn't think the Punky Brewster thing would happen either, and it's going to. All right, let's jump into this episode and see how Ricky handles his first day of high school. I did all right for myself. I started high school in the fall of 97. Even though I took a tour with my grandma like during the summer to find out where my locker was and like most of my classes were all pretty much in the same wing and my locker was like on the other side of the school, I still managed to get lost on my first day. <laughs> oh. So we come out of the intro here and it looks like we're in the living room, and they have a video camcorder set up. Edward's holding the microphone. Kate's operating the video camera. There's a globe on um, a little table. And I'm kind of wondering, like, does this mean, like, hey, let's videotape my son's first day of high school? That's what I'm kind of getting from this. But then again, maybe he's just advertising, like, a new globe toy. Yep, looks like uh, he is going to record this momentous occasion in every young adolescent's life where they leave the quaint little junior high and move on to high school. I'm going to play this clip. Action! Hi. <laughs> this is Edward Stratton coming to you live from my living room. Where any minute now, an historic event will take place. Down these stairs, where... <laughs> Down these very stairs, will descend Richard Stratton, who today begins his first day as a freshman at Buckminster Fuller High School. Here he comes now. Dad, come on. <laughs> come on, Rick, this is a momentous occasion. What's the big deal? I'm only going a few blocks to high school. Now is a great time to surprise him with the pen. Kate. A pen. <laughs> what pen? Well, it was supposed to be a surprise. Well, okay, son, just act surprised when I make the presentation, okay? Sure. Okay. Rick, I'd like to present you with this. Carried throughout my high school career. I don't want you using a pen. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's enough surprise, son. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ricky, it comes down. He's not expecting his dad to have the camera whirling. Like, oh, Dad, I'm just, oh, going to high school. It's just down the street. Why are we making a big deal out of this? And Edward, oh, Kate lets it slip, like, oh, your dad wants to give you this pen. And Edward looks at her like, honey, it was supposed to be a surprise. So they, all right, son, here, just pretend to be surprised. As Edward puts a hand under his sweater to pull the pen out. Like, he says, here you are, son. At least act surprised when I give you this pen. Because I carried this pen all through four years of high school and never once did it run out of ink. And Ricky's like, oh, wow, oh, wow, wow, wow. And Edward's like, okay, son, that's enough. Surprise there, thank you. So there's a knock on the door. I bet it's Alfonso and Freddy. 
Freddy sounds like he's having a major panic attack outside. I mean, not to laugh at someone having a panic attack. He's like, it's Freddy! Ah! What, did someone, is there a dog outside attacking you, Freddy? What's going on, buddy? Red 
like windbreaker material and he's wearing khaki pants probably wearing either sneakers or loafers and he's wearing a tan short-sleeved button-up shirt freddy is so freaked out he's like hey you know that the sophomores are all out to clobber the freshmen Freddie, if I were you, I wouldn't be so much concerned with the sophomores as I would with the seniors. Because it sounds more like the seniors who are the ones that will be graduating are going to be jumping on the lower class freshmen. So, of course, Ricky being the best friend, got to put Freddie's frazzled mind at ease. And Ricky's like, Freddie, 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 what am I going to do with you? Oh, my goodness. He's like, look, they just make up those stories to scare us. And, of course, Edwards are like, well, really, what stories? So, oh, I'll tell you what stories, Freddie says. They throw you in the, sophomores throw you in the pool. They also throw you in trash cans and put you in lockers. I've heard about the whole locker debacle. I've never seen it done. I do believe I brought up the time that some kid wanted to be close inside his locker. This was in sixth grade. He's like, here, I'm going to step in here and you shut the door on me. I'm like, I'm not doing that. He eventually got somebody, convinced someone to shut the door on him, and they had to call the janitor to get him out of there. I just remember that day thinking, I'm going to remember this story for the rest of my life. I mean, when I was 12, I didn't think I'd be sharing it on a podcast, but... Of course, he also says, depancing is not uncommon, as he says to Edward. But then he turns to Kate, like, oh, I'm sorry, Miss Summers. Like, oh, I shouldn't have said that in front of a girl. And Kate's top, it's nice, but it's really, like, low, low cut in the back. Which isn't a problem or anything. Kate even mentions a time where there's an elevator trick that upperclassmen will pull on the freshmen. Like, Creating an elevator pass that does not exist. It's not real. It doesn't work. And, of course, Edward looks at her like, what idiot want to, like, actually fall for that? And she kind of looks at him like, really? And he's like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> Kids can be so cruel. Which, I we might have had an elevator in our school, but it was, you had to have a special pass from the office to use it, like if you were in a wheelchair, or if you broke your leg and you needed help, you couldn't use the stairs for some reason. So, Freddy being the big scaredy cat, he's like, oh my gosh, there's a bug on that globe! No, turns out it's a interesting and semi-depressing game with a globe that has endangered species on it. And then you got to be careful not to get a risk card as Ricky reads, oh, it says boy George loses his coat or something like that. And then it says you lose like 12 leopards or something. Like, whoa. And Edward says he sent like like 50 of them, 50,000, or I don't know how many went out. So, And it looks like those... They don't look like little, like, plastic figurines. It almost makes me think of, like, the little, like, origami type shape, like, made out of paper. Oh, it says, Boy George wants a new coat. Gotcha. Lose ten leopards. Oh, so that means he wants a new coat made out of leopard. Oh. PETA would be all over him. So, Edward says, We shipped 
50,000 sets and you know says to Freddy, you think it'll uh, be a hit? And Freddy's like, yeah, I bet, no doubt. And then he's like, oh, but I don't think you should trust my judgment. I'm like, oh, Freddy, 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 Freddy. We love you, buddy, we love you. No one else like Freddy. He's a one-of-a-kind side, like Skippy from um, Family Ties. So, Ricky slings an arm around Freddy's shoulder, says, all right, uh, Freddy here, we gotta, we gotta conquer the, we got a new school to conquer. Freddy's like, but wait, I'm not ready yet. And Kate's like, well, you don't want to be late on your first day. And Freddy's like, oh, yeah, that's right, it goes on your permanent record, and you can't get into the college of your choice. And, of course, oh, <laughs> you heard me, like, no, not the Ricker, oh. And, of course, he does the moonwalk. Always with the moonwalk. Loves that moonwalk. I guess I'll just meet Alfonso at school then. And the way that Ricky does it, it's like he kind of like moves his shoulders, uh, tilts his head like, the ricker. The ricker. Like, uh. Almost makes it sound like some type of dance move or something. And that's the way it is. This is Edward Stratton. Kate Summers. Saying good night and good, good luck. luck. <laughs> what are they doing being goofy? Now I want to go back to this whole Edward recording Ricky on his first day. Since uh, school's been letting out for kids, I think probably the majority of kids are going to be out of school by now. Or if not, then this has got to be their last week. But anyway, I've been seeing on Facebook a lot of people taking side-by-side -side shots of, like, their kid's first day of school and then their last day of school, almost like a shot-by-shot -shot comparison of how much their kid has grown. And I'm just thinking, you know, this is, this episode, you know, in 1984, and I'm just thinking... Oh, Ricky, you are so lucky that you were born in an age that didn't have social media. I mean, he's starting high school. And junior high, of course, is bad enough with, you know, teasing and all that stuff. And just, but just thinking of the parents just, just put so much of their kids' lives on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. It's just... The most he got was just like, hey, I'm going to interview you, or I'm going to give you this pen, and I'm going to, you know, my dad never, he, Edward didn't say my dad never did this with me, but if you let it sit there long enough, he probably would have like, well, you know, my dad never did anything like this with me, so I'm doing it with you. This is a special occasion. You're starting high school. I remember after I finished eighth grade, it was during the summer, I was going to be transitioning to um, the high school. And one summer, my dad just kind of decided to, you know, just drive by the high school, you know, go into the, you know, parking, just drive around the building. Like, this is where you're going this fall. Looks pretty big, doesn't it? And it's just, I just, looking back on it now, remembering that moment, just, yeah, the building, compared to the junior high, the high school was huge. And I remember when I started junior high in um, the fall of 1994, because they had done a transition 
where I was at the elementary school, the school that used to be the middle school was going over to where the old high school used to be, which then would be the new middle school, because they were building a new high school. So by the time I got to the high school, it had already been there for like three years. I gotta say, I think Freddy's, you know, the uh, Corky who plays Freddy, I think he finally kind of caught up in height with, just about, he caught up in height with Ricky Schroeder. Because it seemed like he was not so much a head taller than, or a head shorter than Ricky, but they definitely had a difference in height. Also, I love how Freddy just looks at, uh, Rookie, because Rookie's like, don't worry, Freddy, it'll be fine, we're gonna have a great, we're gonna rule the school. And Freddy's like, that's easy for you to say, you're not a nerd. <laughs> like, oh, and this is 1984, I was only two, I had no idea what high school was like in the 80s for, back in the day. I mean, I think, yeah, they would've ate that boy alive. Poor Freddy, poor Freddy. And Ricky, I mean, he does the moonwalk and all that sweet stuff, but, uh. And, you know, he comes from, you know, money, but even that is not enough to, uh, he's still gonna get his butt handed to him on the first day. Like, ooh, you're a freshman, that automatically means we're gonna just ridicule the crap out of you. And when Ricky and Freddie leave, Edward and Kate get in front of the camera and they do almost like a Walter Cronkite thing. Like, and there you have it. And that's how it went. Saying good night and good luck. Like they're signing off of a newscast. And they're just being goofy. Kate's crossing her eyes. Both of them have their tongue out. Edward's doing that weird looking frog face that he does on occasion. So we get a shot on the school hallway. It looks like they're letting out maybe for the first class of the day, or maybe it's just the everyone's arriving. No, it looks like they're getting out of class because immediately kids start pouring out of different rooms. And at first, this one girl, really pretty African American girl, it's got like a light peach colored, peachy cream colored top with a gray uh, skirt. And at first, I mean, this girl is, like, head and shoulders above everybody, like, very tall. I'm like, is that a student or a teacher? <laughs> Everyone grows at different heights. Oh, and another thing I want to point out. Neither boys had any type of book bag. They didn't have any. They had nothing. All they had was the clothes on their body. And uh, you see Ricky coming down the hallway, and he's loaded down with, like, some books. I'm like, but you wish you brought a book bag or, yeah, a backpack, huh? And poor Ricky's getting jostled by these taller kids. They're like, oh, not, maybe not purposely, like, bumping into him, but they're, like, just jostling him. He's got one, two, three, four, five. I think there is a binder there, maybe a notebook. I don't know what that was, a letter or a note or something. Maybe a syllabus. That fell out of his hand. Someone's going to step on that. So, of course, someone does step on it. It looks like he gets stuck to the bottom of his shoe. Rookie, of course, is still trying to hold on to these five books in his arms while trying to crouch down. He's got red socks on. 
I love how his red socks match his red windbreaker vest. This school looks like a dump. It makes me think of the episode of Full House. I think it's called Fast Friends when Stephanie is irritated because apparently because she's going to junior high, they redistricted. So she's going to DiMaggio, which is basically the utter garbage school of San Francisco as far as junior high school on the list. It's pretty not great. And this locker is so wide. He can fit him, probably fit himself and Freddie in there without an issue. Not to mention, the lockers look really gross and dingy, like they've not seen light in a lifetime. My locker was slim. Honestly, if you look at the size of this locker, which is the size of, like, a human being, mine was, like, you cut that down the middle, you cut it in half, and that's how wide my locker was. Hey, well, Freddy's made a friend. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Oh, I bet he got assigned a buddy from the office to help him around. Did they do that back in 84? So if this is the case, the tables have turned where F Ricky's the one struggling and Freddy's the one on top of the world. behind you, man. Clearly 20 years old. Come to this locker often? Oh, Ricky. So we learn that Ricky's middle name is Bluehorn? Bluehorn or something to that effect? Yeah, Ricky's day's just not going well. Why did the, guy, the teacher have to say his middle name? class where someone said your full name. That's stupid. And we only learn it because Freddy's like, oh yeah, it's all over school, Bluedorn. And of course, Ricky's like, well, that was my mother's maiden name. I mean, what? Whatever. I mean, ugh. I mean, I kind of feel bad. I mean, 
Although if you think about it, Freddy's been getting crapped on for the better part of season one. So it is interesting to see the tables turn and to see Ricky actually struggle with something for a change. He's got stuck with uh, this Mr. Beazle Weasel science teacher who is giving Ricky a hard time. And in phys ed, Ricky found out that all the towels were gone. So he had to, like, run around really fast to dry himself off. And on top of it, Freddy's like, oh, do you know your barn door's open? So Ricky, of course, has to turn away from the camera, facing a corner by the lockers, and zip up. For a second here, um, because Ricky's wearing kind of whitish khaki pants, and he's wearing like a dark tan button-up shirt that's kind of peeking out from underneath this windbreaker red vest. And at first I'm like, I didn't realize it was part of his shirt, and I'm almost like, okay, I know we didn't have kids wearing their pants to the point, low enough to the point where their underwear is sticking out. I'm like, no, okay, because for a second, like, I was going to think, pull up your pants, Rick. I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's just his shirt peeking out. So, of course, Ricky's going to talk bad about this weasel, beasel teacher that he's got. And the teacher just happens to be putting a notice up on the cork board. Beasel the weasel. And the guy's just like, I'm going to pound you into the floor. And Ricky, of course, notices, like, oh, something, there's a big shadow behind. Oh, oh, hi, Mr. Weasel. I mean, Beasel. And, of course, the whole time, Ricky's trying to get this locker up. Like, why won't this open? And Freddy's like, well, it's, it's because it's my locker. So Ricky moves to the next locker. The lockers don't even have numbers on the top so you know which locker is actually yours. I remember in, in high school, I barely used my locker for f four years of high school. It was on the other side of the school. So it's like, and back then, you know, back before 1999, Columbine happened, you could bring your bag to class. You could bring your coat to class. And it's just like, once we couldn't bring the bag to class, I mean, it's not like it was loaded down with books or anything like that, but even still, it's like, ugh. But you see, like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like going on 9 a.m. I normally go back to sleep at 8 a.m. I'm like, I can't sleep. So, and we got someone coming to measure our front door today. We're getting a, um, finally, 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 after years and years of saying, we're gonna do it, because we've had this screen door that we have, you know, the storm door that we have to change out with a screen door in the summertime to let, you know, air circulate. And we kept saying, we're gonna do it this year. And the little things that hold the storm door in keep breaking off little bits so it's almost like it's not even being held in and it's just a pain in the butt for Jeremy to have to put that in so it's like finally and my dad like three or four Christmases ago gave us money to get 
a door put on the on the front of the house. So finally, it's like, let's just do it. I think the main concern of us keep putting it off is because of the whole thing of Jeremy having to install it. Well, my sister's like, you know, you can just go to Home Depot, get a door, and they will install it for you. And I'm like, okay. So I went there yesterday, and I'm just like, all right, this is the door we want. They actually have to come out and measure the door first. And then they'll set up a separate appointment to go and install it. But locker combinations, I remember having to get a lock combination for my PE locker, which was nuts. They handed them to us, and I kept struggling and struggling, and the gym teacher here let me do it for you. And then she, she, like, purposely locked it again to have me do it. I'm like, ugh. And I was like, what? To the left, to the right, to the left, or however. Ugh. Yeah, so, Freddy is kind of giving a rundown to Rick. Oh, he finally got his locker open. Good for him. He's giving him a rundown how great his day is. Like, hey, I was worried for nothing. And Freddy's like, I made the audio-visual squad. And in Spanish, he got elective verb monitor. Wow, he's having a banger day. And of course, Freddy's like, I even met a couple of cute senoritas. Okay, we get this girl here that is clearly 20 years old. I mean, compared to Ricky, literally she's at least 18, 19, 20, 22 years old. This woman, she's not a high school girl. She is a 21-year-old grown woman. And the guy, the football guy, and the sleeveless tank that comes up to her is clearly in his 20s as well. (laughs) Slim pickings for actual high school kids, right? Oh, I'm sure if they if they looked around hard enough, they'd find some high school kids that want to be on the show. Even just a non-speaking role. Because Ricky looks at the girl who's opening her locker, and he smiles at her only for a football guy to come up and swoop her away. A football guy holding a football. That's why I call him a football guy. And, of course, Ricky's trying to hit on this girl like, Howdy there. Come to this locker often? And the girl's just kind of looking at him like, okay, this is kind of interesting. But then, of course, of course, the girl's beefy football boyfriend comes in and like, hey, you missing with my girl? And they just walk off screen. Yeah, that guy looks like he should be in, like, college, playing college ball. So Ricky's like, hey, things have got to get better. As he pulls his vest off and you got this he's got this giant ink stain on his shirt oh poor ricky oh come the pen that his dad gave him earlier leak all oh my god i remember one time i was in like ninth grade english class and you know we were i was across the room we got other students across the room and one kept pointing to his face and like what he was trying to tell me that I, like, I was chewing on a pen or the back of a pen or something. I had, like, ink on the side of my mouth. And, of course, Freddy takes this time to open up his jacket to reveal his pocket protector. This is exactly why I wear a pocket protector. You're not helping, Fred. You're not helping, guy. <laughs> Things have got to get better. You were wrong, Rick. Oh, man. Oh, cool. I'll go with the stain for 
Who? Wasn't that man from junior high? No. You can't say hello to Amrick. He's a sophomore now. <laughs> so what? Randy and I were friends. We're on a soccer team together. That's history, Rick. Sophomores do not want to be bothered by lowly freshmen. That's ridiculous. Hey, Randy. How you doing? Oh, no. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the hallway. <laughs> Good to see you. Say, did you go to our junior high, too? No hablo English. Anyway, this is uh this is Cliff. He's a soccer player too. All right. Good to meet you, dude. <laughs> yeah, Rick here was a major mover and shaker in junior high. He was a class president, made more than his share of A's. He's a really popular guy. Ah. Uh, all that happened weeks ago. <laughs> Randy, maybe you can help me out. I'm going to be trying out for the soccer team. How about putting in a good word with Coach Herkimer? Before we can recommend you to Coach Herkimer, I think we got to check a few things out. Oh, man. Like, um, well, first, we have to know how much you weigh. Oh, here we go. In the trash you go. <laughs> and, oh, no, 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 no. And we have to know if you could have been in your life. junior high stratton but here we're just a freshman understand a freshman so welcome to buckminster fuller high school and have a nice day <laughs> so luckily for ricky freddie keeps a spare pocket protector in his pocket for emergencies such as this ricky's like don't no, no i'll be good with the stain freddie Ricky recognizes someone from junior high, Randy, and Freddie's like, you can't talk to him. He's a sophomore. And Ricky's like, no, it's cool. We, we were in soccer together and all this stuff. And Freddie's like, that doesn't matter. He's a sophomore. He doesn't want to be seen with you. And the guy seems pretty cool at first. He's like, hey, this is Cliff. Cliff is like the varsity soccer, soccer captain. And he's telling Cliff about how Ricky was like a big man on campus back in junior high, how he was a student body president, and he got mostly all A's. And, of course, Ricky's like, hey, I'm thinking of trying out for the soccer team. Can you uh, throw in a good word for me with the coach? And, of course, they're like, oh, well, yeah, I can probably see about doing that. But, well, first, we got to go through some preliminary preliminaries here of, uh, well, we got to check your weight. So, of course, I thought, because there's a trash can just opposite of them. I'm like, oh, he's going in the trash. No, he's going in his empty locker. Congrats, Ricky. And Randy... They kind of, like, shut the door on him and kind of tap it, like, you in there, Rick? Listen, we don't want anything to do with freshmen. You're a freshman, as in you're nothing. So get that in your head. You're not a big man on campus. You're a lowly little worm. And welcome, what do you say, Bunker Fuller High or something like that? High school? And they just laugh, and the Cliff and Randy laugh and high-five and walk off. And I remember Randy's like, oh, didn't I go to junior high with you, too? And, of course, Freddie's like, I don't speak Espanol. <laughs> I don't speak English. Like, oh, that. So, of course, Freddie waits for Randy and Cliff to leave. 
and hands... He's like, hey, Rick, I'll get you out of there. What's your combination? As Ricky shoves it through the slot. And Freddy's like, gosh, lucky this has air holes. You doing all right in there? And, of course, Ricky's like, well, I've had better days. Oh, man. This, yeah, that brings me right back to that kid that wanted to be put in his locker. (sighs) Cuts to commercial. So is this later that evening? Okay, guys, guess what? I'm clapping. I'm applauding. Guess what we got rid of? The rocket. The race car bed. Excuse me. We got rid of it. It's gone. Boom. Poof. Bye. You know that he was not going to be able to fit in that thing forever. I like the teal sheets. So is he going to feign sick for the next day? I'm kind of wondering. Because his dad knocks on the door. Yeah, it's morning, it's 8 o'clock. Edward's like, you're going to miss the bus. And immediately I get this flashback to the times that I went outside to wait for the bus. Sometimes later in, like, October, November. No, it was probably, like, December, January, where it'd be like, my bus would come at 6.55 a.m. And it'd be pitch black outside. It's just funny how when Edward said you're going to miss the bus, that's immediately what my mind flashed to is just waiting for the bus. And I had a horseshoe-shaped driveway, so I could probably wait at either one, but I usually just waited at the the farthest driveway. Yeah, Ricky's saying he's not feeling too hot, and Edward's like, well... Yeah, you might have caught something from the other kids. I'm going to take your temperature. And Ricky's like, oh, no, they're going to hand out lab aprons today. Oh, So Edward gets a thermometer from Ricky's bathroom, puts it under his tongue. Like, keep that in there. I'll be back in a few minutes. Of course, as soon as Edward walks out the door, I'm like, Ricky's sticking it under a lamp or he's sticking it under something. He's got a handy blow dryer right there by his bed. Notice there's a cup of water there, too, which I wonder if that'll come into play. I mean, that's not going to be there if they're not going to use it. They wouldn't just put a cup of water there for nothing. Freddy, of course, comes in. He's probably wondering, like, hey, Rick, what's up? Why are you still in your pajamas? Let's go to school. Because Freddy's having a Banger day. He's having the best, best time at high school. His first day was the best. I bet that eventually is going to change. And Freddy is going to go back to being the low man on the totem pole. But at least this is kind of a refresher where 
Ricky is kind of seeing this side from at Freddy level. Like, he was the big man on campus in junior high. He was so cool. All the girls loved him. All the guys wanted to be him. And now it's just like, yeah. Just like when DJ started junior high in Full, full House. Son, okay. I wish I could keep you company, but I can't miss that board meeting. I promise you, I'll call you in a couple hours. You want anything? Jenkins downstairs, okay? Where's okay, Kate? Dad. Isn't she gonna I'm be sorry, there? Miss school. When you came home last night, you were a little lethargic. I was sure you were coming down with something. You can't fool a parent for long. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Fred realizes that Rick is faking because when Ricky takes the temperature the um thermometer out it says 110 so of course Ricky's got to like shake it a little to get it to go down 100 degrees great that'll keep that'll keep you out of the hospital <laughs> and Ricky's telling Freddie's like yesterday was the worst day of my life I'm like, dude, it's one day. It will eventually get be better, maybe. I I don't want to throw out false pretenses. I really don't. Guys, when I was going from junior high to high school, like, it was in May of ju my final year of junior high, and I'm just, I was talking to a counselor about my fears of going to high school, saying it's not going to be any more different than what this has been. It's just going to be just as bad. Kids are still going to pick on me. So Ivor comes in and says, hey, it's been three minutes. Let me look at your thermometer. Oh, it's 100. Well, buddy, you're not going to school today. He mentions how he noticed that the night before Rick seemed a bit lethargic. Well, he was probably just worn out from having such a, a sucky day at school. And, of course, Freddie, like, goes over to Ricky. As, Ricky's like, Freddie, come here. And Freddy's like, yeah, Rick? And Rick, Ricky's like, get out! Get out. You don't need to be here. Of course, Freddy wants to get something out of us. So he's like, hey, Mr. Stratton, can I have Rick's lunch? And of course, Edward just kind of looks at Freddy like, what? 
Yeah, sure. I noticed that Ricky's Walkman is like on. It's like there's like a little peg or something or a hole something on the wall to hold it in place. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. Edward, of course, is like he's dressed up in a in a suit and tie, so he's clearly off to some place. He's not gonna just walk around the house in a suit and tie. So he's like, I wish I could stay here with you, buddy, but I gotta get to a board meeting. And he says, Jenkins will be here if you need anything. You know, he's the cook slash chauffeur slash whatever you need him to be. Edward comes downstairs. We got, And at first I'm like, well, what about Kate? What is she doing? She's Is she going to the board meeting with you? Because she's there. Wouldn't she be able to help Ricky if he needed it? We got Dexter there. He's on the phone. The duck phone. And I just realized something. Where's Alfonso? Is he not? He's starting school, too. Although, the, what, a year or so age difference, maybe he's in junior high? I don't know. Because if he's, like, a year or two younger than Ricky, he's not starting high school. So Kate has asks how Ricky's doing, and Edward says, well, he's got a little temperature, so I'm going to keep him home. And Edward's like, well, who's Dexter on the phone with? And Kate's like, oh, he's getting figures for the, uh, the wild, uh, endangered wildlife species. Uh, it's not good for that wildlife endangered species game. Out of the 50,000 that they sent out, only six of them were bought. Which is understandable, like I said, that really the game does not sound like anyone would be interested in playing it. And Edward's like, oh, I thought we'd do better than that. 6,000? And Dexter's like, no, I said six, as in... One single digit six. Of course, Kate's trying to, like, pump them up. Like, come on, guys, it's not that bad. Don't worry about it. We're just off to a slow start. And they both look at her like, are you, did you not hear Dexter on the phone? It's a bloodbath. It's not good. I mean, depending on how much each one costs to make, think of the financial loss of that. And of course, Kate brings up how many Monopoly games did the Parker Brothers lose, or how many did they sell in the first month? And of course, Edward or uh, Dexter's like eighty thousand. So Dexter's got a point. Like he tells Edward to cut his losses, otherwise Edward Toys is going to be the endangered species. Oh, they were all going to the board meeting because Kate's grabbing her purse. Like, aren't you coming? And Ed, uh, Edward's like, no, no, you go ahead. Because he's even telling Dexter to tell the board, like, it's done. This game is not going to go. Like, pull the plug. Well, looks like Edward's going to stay home. So I bet Ricky thinks that he's home by himself and he's going to be all fit as a fiddle. Coming out of bed like, oh, I got the house to my... Oh, hi, Dad. Uh, Yeah, I was just coming down for some uh, something to eat. I'm feeling a little better. So Edward walks over to the endangered species game that's set up on a table, and he takes and he kind of puts his hand on the wheel and kind of spins it, and of course the animals go flying off and the globe falls to the floor. It doesn't break, it just falls to the floor and rolls away. And I'm sure Edward's like, ugh, I thought he was going to take it and like slam it into the floor, like, ah, oh my god, all this money wasted. Why did they got to send out 50000 couldn't you have sent out, like, five, like, test the waters a little bit? 
Like, put the kid, donate some to, like, schools or something like that, or maybe a doctor's office or a pediatrician's office. You know, so, or, like, what about in, um, those, uh, excuse me, oh, what are they called? Um, where they, te they have kids, like a panel of kids that, like, test out games. There was a reality show a few, a couple of, a few years ago. I forgot what it was called, but it was where people invent toys, and then these kids, like, kind of test the toys out. I thought it was, like, the Toy Box or something that was hosted by Eric Stone Street, who played Cam on Modern Family. Oh, and here Ricky comes, probably not expecting to see his dad. Because Edward is just, he's taking off his jacket, he's loosening his tie. Ugh, well, I've had a day. The day hasn't even begun. jazzed he's like 
Like, yeah, look at him. And he skids in his tracks. Like, oh, Dad's here. And then he quickly, <coughs> hi, Dad. Uh, I was just going to see if there's some chicken soup. Do, do you want any? And Ricky's got his hand on his back like he's, like, 80 years old and hunched over. So Ricky notices, like, Dad, why are you there? I mean, shouldn't you be at this board meeting? And Edward kind of lets it, you know, tells him that that wilderness game tanked. It's no good. And Edward's just kind of afraid to, you know, face a board meeting and admit this. And, of course, Ricky starts relating this, unbeknownst to him at first, to his own situation. Like, you can't just hide out. And Ricky's like, what kind of an example are you setting for me? You can't just stay home and hide. You gotta try again. And immediately it dawns on Ricky. And of course, Ricky's like thinking of himself in school and dealing with those two guys and getting put in his locker. He's like, well, then again, hiding could be good. And this is when Edward kind of looks at him like, what? What's going on? He sees there's something up here. So... Ricky just kind of walks up, like, here, I'll get you some soup too, Dad. And Edward's like, this is it, come, come back here, son. No, we're still, what's this? You're giving me a great pep talk, and then all of a sudden you kind of petered out and started walking away. Wow, did they, uh, Full House get this, uh, script of Silver Spoons? Because this sounds exactly like what DJ said. As Ricky says, yesterday was the worst day of my life. Ricky, I'm sure there are other days that were even worse. He says, I got lost, laughed at, and got shoved in my locker. And then he goes on to say how he was the king of junior high. He even had his own personal best spot at the bike rack. Well, Edward's like, well, guess it was a happy accident that you got uh, sick and didn't have to face that again, huh? And of course, Ricky cannot lie. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I used a uh, hair dryer to heat the thermometer. And Edward kind of looks at him like, uh-huh, yeah. Like, he probably kind of, now that it's dawning on him, like, yeah, I kind of figured. He says, Dad, I had it knocked in junior high. Knocked? Is that what the kids were saying in 84? The big man on campus. Oh, my goodness. The primo, okay, so he was riding his bike to school. Now he's got to ride the bus to school. And Ricky's like, now I'm at high school and I got nothing. I'm a nobody. And Edward's like, buddy, it'll be fine when they get to know you. It's just your first day. Okay, out of how many first days you have? Kindergarten. First grade. Second. Third. Fourth. Fifth. Sixth. Seventh. Eighth. Ninth. Tenth. Eleventh. Twelfth. That's 13 first days of school, right? I don't think... You're going to have 13 perfect first days of school. I mean, it's inevitable at least one of them is not going to go the way that you want it to go. Although, I got to say, probably some of the hardest first days are probably going to be the first day of junior high and the first day of high school. And Ricky looks at his dad like, that's the thing, though. They do know me, and they don't care. And somebody's going to say, I am Richard Stratton Third. I am important. They should bow down to me. They should at least respect me. 
So, Ricky's going on about how, you know how it's like in the cafeteria when all the big kids start shoving you out of line, and by the time you get to the front of the line, there's nothing left but hard spaghetti and beets and, uh, Brussels sprouts? Okay, seriously, they don't run out of food. If they're running out of food, then there's something wrong with you. Someone's not giving the proper funds to your cafeteria then. Because that's ridiculous. They would not... Although he says by then it's it's hard and gross and no one would eat it. Like, I hated pizza days were the grossest, nastiest... Ugh. Chicken Nugget Day was the best, though. Ugh, love Chicken Nugget Day. Gravy on both my mashed potatoes and my chicken nuggets. So, ever sits down and gives some advice... In relation to when Ricky was trying to beat a video game. And it take a, took a thousand of Edward's quarters. And eventually Ricky mastered the game. And then he moved on to some pigs in space game. And he's still kind of, you know, Ricky's going on about how that game is hard. He's still just a pork chop. And it's like, yeah, I like... Guess I'm sorry. I'm, it's 9.37 now. I'm still trying to look up. Um, sorry about that. So, where was I? Yeah, Everett's just trying to relate that you kept at something and you didn't quit until you beat it. It's like, you got it. You're, they're not all going to be. You're probably going to have a handful of good days and a whole bunch of bad days. Or... Maybe some mediocre, just okay days. <clears throat> but if you think about it, as they say, school is what you make it. What you put out of, what you put into school is what you're going to probably get out of it. Is it? But then again, it's just, Ricky is just, this image that he's projected for all three or two years of junior high he just thinks that's going to follow him wherever he goes. It's not going to do that. I mean, at one point, you were the little man in junior high, and then you became the big man on campus when you entered eighth grade. Well, guess what? You're a freshman in high school. You got to be back on the bottom of the totem pole now. You got to work your way up. It's going to take time. Kids are going to be bigger than you. They're going to talk down to you. They're going to you know, work you over and everything like that. They're going to make you earn, earn it, I guess. All you can do, Ricky, is just either rise above it or just go with the flow of the crowd and just ride that ride that wave. Just, yeah. Oh, the game is called Pig Patrol. So luckily, Ricky decides to just go back to school. Like, you're gonna, you know, and Edward's like, hey, I will drop you off. I'll go to my board meeting. So... This is going to be day number two. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Again with no book bag? No one's using a book bag. Oh, shoot. Get down, 
going to school, I wouldn't have sold your lunch. <laughs> Things are looking a lot better. He's driving. We missed you this morning. Maybe he's taking a tour of some of the other lockers, huh? <laughs> That's a good one. Hey, listen, uh, we've been kind of rough on you, but you paid your dues. So, no hard feelings. Friends? Yeah, right. I would not trust that. He's going to shove you into that open locker. Nate, oh, well, maybe not. You know, uh, I was pretty dumb yesterday. <laughs> I thought things weren't going to be any different here than in junior high. Well, I guess I was wrong. See, I used to be a big fish in a small pond. Why now I'm a small fish in a big pond, but it doesn't bother me. Because I can learn how to swim. Stop it. They'll throw you in the pool. <laughs> you went through the same thing I'm going through when you were freshman. Now it's your turn to do it to somebody else, me. Well, I can take it just like you do. I may not like it, but I can take it. You're going back in that locker, kid. So if it makes you feel big by putting freshmen in their lockers, go ahead. Close the door. Yep. They're going to close the door. Okay. Yep. I knew it. I knew it. So that girl that's got a locker next to Ricky's, he drops a book, and then they both pick it up at the same time. She smiles and waves to him. Her football player boyfriend is not there. And uh, Freddie's like, hey, if you, I'd have known that you were going to come to school, I wouldn't have sold you lunch. And of course, Ricky's like, hey, it's going to be a better day. Of course, Randy and Cliff come along, and I'm like, Ricky, why are you lecturing them, saying, oh, I used to be a big fish in a big, in a little pond, and I'm a little fish in a big pond. Same analogy in the episode of Full House. And he's basically telling him, like, you guys got this just as bad as I did when you were freshmen. Now, you can either put me... Because he steps into his locker. Like, you can shove me into another locker, sh close the door on this locker, or you can not do that and just be the bigger guy. And I'm like, no, you're going in that locker. As he inserts himself and they just, like, you think the kids are just going to, like, whatever, let's just go. No, of course, Randy just shuts the door on him. And then, of course, there's the credits. Um, you know... That's the episode. I thought it was okay. Where was Alfonso? Oh, yeah, he's got to be at a different school. Unless they, like, oh, he's actually the same age as Ricky. Let's sh throw him into high school. Or That just wouldn't make any sense. Why would you do that just for the sake of having them at the same school? But, <clears throat> um, as far as for the robot rating, excuse me, for this episode, I'm going to go with... I'm going to give it an average average 3 out of 5. I mean, I thought it was cute. Ricky, of course, is learning a lesson that he might have been the big man on campus in junior high, but he's the lowly the lowly grunt of the high school world. He's just got to know where he stands and just don't give in to being, you know, bullied and stuff like that. <clears throat> As I say, sometimes I guess you gotta take your knocks, or you can just stand up for yourself and still be put in a locker. Um, Freddie having such a good time at high school, having the situation kind of flip-flop, I liked that as well. And 
The other thing is, I like the fact that Ricky was giving his dad a pep talk, even though that kind of helped out his situation. Um, the two things I didn't like about it, I didn't like the fact that Ricky called himself the Ricker, but then again, what you gonna do? We're still gonna get that forever, I'm sure. They'll throw it in there. I like that, um, they got rid of the, uh, the race car bed. Uh, the other thing I didn't care for, the side plot with the endangered species game. Like, that was just dumb and boring. Like, meh. As far as for the silver spoonful for this episode, I gotta go with the fact that it's just like, guys, high school's gonna be hard no, no matter what you slice it. You go from junior high to high school, you got, it's like you gotta start over, it's almost like you're starting junior high over again, only... Again, you're dealing with bigger kids. You're dealing with new situations and everything like that. And high school is going to be, it's going to be a lot harder than junior high. The reason is, you got four years of high school before you get into the real world and you decide to go to college, you get a job, all that stuff. You gotta be thinking you gotta be thinking about colleges, jobs, driver's licenses, peer pressure. Uh now kids gotta worry about social media and being bullied on social media. That's why I'm like the show I'm happy that it's not done in this age of social media. Granted, that probably give them a bunch more storylines, but it it's fun looking at a character going through high school in the eighties. Because like I said, when I was in high school, I started high school in the fall of 97, and I graduated in 2001. So yeah, I was there for the whole Columbine reaction in 99. That would have been my, uh, towards the end of my sophomore year of high school. And, you know... High school for me was a big... I, I didn't like it. I hated it. The kids were no different. They still picked on me. I had to do... This time around in high school, you, I couldn't even go to the bathroom without seeing someone scratching my name or writing my name in a Sharpie in the bathroom and, and, and saying crap about me being, you know, gay or a, a lesbian. It's like, And I'm like... Why would somebody go out of their way to attack me? I went out of my way to be quiet, to be not noticeable, and somebody still found a way. And the thing is that sucks about this <clears throat> is that it was not a one-time incident. It was not an isolated incident. This went on for four years of high school, sporadically. And it, oh, and just, I remember the first time there, going to the bathroom and seeing that and just embarrassment and hurt and just, I went straight to a teacher and I said, I don't know what this is, but why would somebody, I was crying, I was upset, I went home and told my grandma and my dad, and my dad, you know, after a day or so, did they wipe that off the bathroom wall, and I'm like, no, he's like, they better, or I will go down there myself and clean that off. 
You know, and I was never physically bullied, but I mean, being, you know, bullied in other ways, it's just, kids today have it a billion times more worse than I do, especially when it comes to the social media. And in a way, I mean, Ricky was being bullied by upperclassmen. You know, nowadays, supposedly, they still have those bully-free zones. I don't know exactly what they do, but... You're trying to keep the world, you know, the schools at least a safer place so kids don't have to fear for their lives when they go to school worried that they're going to get shot or or something to that effect. And teachers need to definitely be working with kids on situations in a way to help prevent these things before they happen. And I know it almost feels like, but in a way this is even a teaching lesson. So... Let's talk about the next episode. Wow, our first two-parter. And I think I'm going to do this, of course, in one episode. Growing Pains Part 1. <laughs> How funny. Um, September 30th, 1984. And the other one, when was the next one? October 7th, Okay. So, of course, this one is going to be where Edward sets up a curfew that Rick ignores. Well, of course he does. Rick runs away from home thinking Edward no longer trusts him. So I'm going to do episodes three and four in, in one. Uh, season three, episode five, A Dark and Stormy Night. I'm going to save that for Halloween. And then, of course, after next week the next one is going to be episode six so and then of course thanksgiving episode is going to be waiting for you're going to wait we're going to wait on until thanksgiving to do that then we go to episode nine call of the wild we get a reappearance of ricky's mother evelyn so yeah basically gonna do my best to kind of jet through season three but most likely get it done at the end of September, and then I'm taking a six-month hiatus off of Silver Spoons, focusing on Full House, and then Silver Spoons Season 4 will start up in March of 2020. All right, let's say hey to some podcast listeners. We have Hyattsville, Maryland, Norman, Oklahoma, Sydney, Florida, Baldwin, New York, Reno, Nevada, Hampshire, Illinois, Muskegon, Michigan, Shawnee, Georgia, Partyville, Wisconsin, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Detroit, Michigan, Farmington, Missouri, Chicago, Illinois, France, Wellsville, Missouri, Cleveland, Ohio, Atlanta, Georgia, St. Paul, Minnesota, Leoma, Tennessee, Saudi Arabia, Hawaii, Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Stafford, Virginia, Takawanda, Japan, Hayward, California, Oakville, Canada, North Dartmouth, Massachusetts, Gainesville, Florida, Manchester, United Kingdom, Columbus, Ohio, France, San Francisco, California, Indonesia, Brazil, Paris, France, Vicksburg, Michigan, La Mesa, California, Brazil, Los Angeles, California, Fulton, Missouri, Oaklawn, Illinois, St. Louis, Missouri, Moscow, Russia, Dallas, Texas, Kent, Ohio, and Louisville, Kentucky. 
Thank you all for listening, and I'll be back next week with a two-parter, Growing Pains, not relation to the television show that would be out on ABC a year later. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a great Wednesday.